Podcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's The Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. This doesn't feel like Cecil music. Trying to broaden my horizon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good, Cecil. I'm glad. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just an uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> you can't. You can't box on Cecil, Leah. You sure can't. Uh-uh. No, get out of here. Uh, Try th- to box him. You think, uh... You think I'm going to twist, and then all of a sudden I shout. That's true. Uh-huh. And you know what I love about your shouting? You uh-huh. also shimmy while you I shout. Shimmy and shout, twist. Shimmy and shout. Uh-huh. Give it a little twist. Yes, there it is. I like jazz because there's no lyrics to remember. <laughs> That's uh-huh. very true, Cecil. I'm always getting the words wrong <laughs> in most songs. Yeah, I... I get it. Well, and you know what's great about jazz? I don't know if you've tried this. Uh-huh. You can make up your own. See, Charlie's excited. Uh-huh. You can make up your own lyrics. So, well, like, Cecil, move that booty. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not good at. Imp- Want to try? Try one. I'm not good at improvisation. Yes, you are. Try uh-huh. one. Come on. Here we go. Uh-huh. And five, six, seven, eight. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know what to say. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, that's a good. Good try. I don't mind. How about you, Boo? Oh, I'm good, Boo. How are you? I'm good. Haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> How you been? <laughs> What's going on, silly goose? Listen, Boo, happy eye day. Happy eye day. It just... Um, I know we don't go, you know what I mean? We're trying to, but this is such a happy day. Am I crazy or is there a different vibe in the air today? Completely different, especially in Los Angeles to Long Beach, California that I've noticed. It was as if rainbows were shining. Mm -hmm. The only thing that took it away was this uh, bully on the freeway, a huge white GMC truck. Other than that. Somebody, what? Okay, there's a bully on the freeway. This guy was bullying me, boo. Bullying me with a stupid GMC truck. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of cutting me off, then, then going into the other lane, speeding away, what's, but then, what's then slowing down, cutting off. A lot of cutting off, a lot of going behind me. Really? Just yeah. an aggro driver. Yeah. But he couldn't take my joy away. Get out of here. Did you pull over and produce an aluminum bat? I stopped the car. I, well, I stopped my car on the freeway, and mm-hmm. anyway, he died. No, I'm just <laughs> Long story short, <laughs> fatality. I do think one day you're going to snap on some poor schmuck in public. Oh, God. May God help my soul. Yeah, may God help the <laughs> the putz that tries to fuck with you one day. Well, like, especially, and I'm sorry, guys, but 
girls have periods. And the week before my period, I become a raging mm-hmm. <laughs> hormonal beast Ugh. that's like looking to a rabbit, looking to get a rabbit and boil it like Glenn Close. Oh, fatal attraction. There it is. Uh-huh. I was so good if I wouldn't have messed that up. That's all right, boo. But yeah, um, sorry about that, boo. Last week I've been a little. Oh, uh, you've been fine. <laughs> Your voice. You've been fired. You've been fine. There's no problem. <laughs> nah, you've been fine, boo. No, but I am catching myself. I'm like, I'm being, I'm being hormonal. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just be so angry. <laughs> and eat an entire carrot cake. Anyway. Do you have a lot of road rage out there? Because you're, you're, you're driving. You're logging a lot of miles right now. I know. I'm not. Actually, no. I'm not. I love my little podcasts. I listen. Yeah. I just toot around. What podcast do you listen to? Give a plug to some of the podcasts you listen to. Oh, my gosh. Driving. Watch What Crappens. It's Watch a Bravo that? TV uh, recap show uh-huh. um, with these lovely two gay gentlemen. It doesn't matter that they're gay, but that just is a fun fact. Uh-huh. Uh, be, I guess it'd be, and I'm not being mean here, it'd be weird if they weren't. That's true. A lot I mean, of gay I, men are into Bravo. That's true. Am I, I and, and I'm not trying to be like uh, whatever you would call that. Uh, de- I mean, I'm definitely not being homophobic. I, I love gay people. I'm saying uh, a, a Bravo recap podcast done by a couple of straight dudes. That just seems weird. Okay, guess what? I'm Mark. This is Todd. Today we're <laughs> going to talk about Real Housewives. Here's the thing. Jerry O'Connell, you remember this kush from, mm-hmm. yeah. And Goonies. Goonies? Uh, 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 Stand by me. Stand by me. Mm -hmm. Okay. He and his wife, Rebecca Romaine, are huge fans of Bravo. And he actually got a TV show. And they were really trying to get straight men to watch it. And it was called Real Men Love Bravo. Mm -hmm. And it didn't last. Yeah, because they don't. (laughs) No, Uh, there are some. Not the real, but the straight. There's some. There's some straight men that like it. So, there you I also listened to Dig just... Dig a little deeper on those fellas. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I want to be judgmental of myself, I listen to us. What's that? Our podcast. Oh, us. I and thought there was a podcast called I us. listen to us. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, but I, I can only stomach listening to myself for like... Yeah, I, I can't. It's hard. I, it's hard. I, I, don't, I don't ever listen. And then I listen to Boogie when I want to sneak in. Like, I feel like such a sneak. I listen to your Boogie. Just to check oh, yeah. in on you and Kyle's friendship. It's yeah. fun. <laughs> I like it. And, uh, oh, yeah, uh, so far, Just Be. That is Bethany Frankel, uh-huh. an ex-housewife. She interviews, up like, very cool innovators and business people. She's trying to, like, get out of the housewife world. But uh-huh. She'll always be my fave. Okay. So, yeah. Well, right on, boo. That's exciting. Thank you, boo. I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and congratulate you on air. Here Uh, we are. Yeah. Somebody turned 16 yesterday. Big boy. Big boy. You want to explain? You want to explain? Yeah, I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast, but uh, six months ago, I got my license suspended. Oops. Because a year and a half ago, (laughs) I got stopped uh, with no probable cause in the state of Utah. And one thing led to another, and holy shit, they found a weed gummy. And that's, uh, that's, the, that's the thing about like this. And, like, deep, deep in your car. Like yeah. It was I had a loose, one loose gummy. And here's the thing with that. Like, I'll admit, there have been times where I've smuggled drugs into another state uh, when I'm on tour. Like, okay, I got a, got a joint or I got this. And, and usually I, it's marijuana. I'm it's gonna, not, I don't yeah, count that as drugs. Exactly. I, okay. I don't mess with anything other than that. 
my point is there have been times where I'm where I know that like okay I got a couple joints on me and I'm on tour and I got to be careful. Yeah. Um, this was not the case. I was driving from here to Denver about a year and a half ago to uh, go to the Denver Comedy Festival, the High Plains Comedy Festival. And uh, normally when I travel and when I tour, I make sure because we get lax here in California because weed is legal. Mm-hmm. So you know if I'm just putzing around town or around the state, I don't even give it a thought. Yeah. But I, I, forgot, I forgot to do a deep clean oh, of dear. my car and my bag, my luggage, and uh, totally forgot. They found one friggin' gummy bear. Didn't get arrested, fortunately, but I, I got ticketed, and uh, I thought, okay, no big deal. I'll, I'll pay this fine. And uh, <clears throat> I paid the fine, took care of all that, but then in, in the course of all that, I got a notice in the mail six months ago that says, due to your pending charge, blah, 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 your license has been suspended for six months. And I always never, I never understood too, like, hey, Utah, what the hell do you care? Like, even if you wanted to be like, hey, you, your license is suspended in Utah. You can't drive in Utah for six months. That would even make sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand how it works. But because Utah suspended it, California recognized that. And we're like, okay. Well, like, they're in cahoots. And California's like, all right, well, we'll suspend your license too. So anyway, long story short, haven't been able to drive for six months until yesterday. Okay, I got to give you all the credit because mm-hmm. you have been a trooper. Yeah. You have been a trooper not driving. You have been a trooper not, you know, being like, take me out. Um, yeah, I haven't asked you because it's it was my, and yes, I'm mad. Like, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous that they would suspend my license. Or, but at the end of the day, that falls on me. I'm the one. Who forgot about the weed gummy. Mm-hmm. So it's on me. No matter how unjust I think it is, uh, it was my goof. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to burden you. I haven't, I haven't tried to uh, ask you to take me anywhere or pick up any of that slack. Well, and it's so extra hard because I, you were such a gem about this, but I've been driving so much. So mm-hmm. on my off days, we've had such separate lives because mm-hmm. you're like, please take me out. Please take me out. <laughs> Let's go out and hang out somewhere. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to see. But even that I haven't asked. No, no, no you mm-hmm. haven't. But uh, Charlie's crying. Charlie, you all right, bud? He's just... He went with me today. We went on an adventure. You did? Oh, yeah. Where'd you guys go? Went to a couple record stores, went to <laughs> In-N-Out, and then we went to a nice park. Oh, my... God. Went well, to now a park. you spoiled him. Yeah. You spoiled he, him. He got to hang with Dad today. That like, is oh. so cute. I thought you couldn't drive a car. Did he get records? Uh, no. No, I, he, he's not into that. He doesn't quite wonder, understand it. Can you bring him into the record store? I guess I could. I don't. Yeah. I, you know, I, we haven't talked about that much, but I'm not a fan. Neither. As much as I love our pets, that's, I'm not a fan of people who bring their pets into stores and public and stuff. Okay, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be that basic bitch mm-hmm. with a huge-ass purse, and I tried to. I tried to fit Charlie in it, but he's a nightmare. Yeah. You know, he's a nightmare. He doesn't like people. He doesn't like other dogs. Well, it just, you know, of course I love Charlie, and we love Charlie, and I'd love to take him everywhere. But there, I don't know. Every time I see somebody with a dog in the store, it just feels like such a sense of entitlement. I'm yeah. like, this is my dog. I take him everywhere. Like, <laughs> Uh-oh, is it treat time? It's treat time! Everyone gets a treat. Charlie got bone. Everyone gets a treat. Okay. But yeah, having drove uh, for six months, and I and I stuck to it. Like, I didn't, 
you know, I didn't drive at all because I just knew my luck. If I, the one time I drive during that suspension, you know, I'll get stopped for something stupid. And uh, when it, when I said it was an unjust, no probable cause guy, a cop accused me of running a stop sign inside of a gas station parking lot (laughs) while I already acknowledged him behind me. I was parked in a gas station and, uh, just I, I'd got gas, and then I went and parked in a spot after that. Okay. And I was just getting my stuff together, like figuring out where the hotel is, figuring out you know my my route and how much further I got to drive. So I'm I'm parked in the dry in the uh, parking lot of a some gas station in in St. George, Utah. And then as I start to back up and pull out, I see that there's a, a cop behind me. So I wave at him like, "Oh, you can go." And then he waved at me like, "No, you can go." And I'm like, "All right, cool." And then I pull up. And there, there's a stop sign inside the parking lot uh, uh, before you get onto the main road. Okay. And I pulled up and I stopped because I there's a cop behind me. I pa- I, I thought I paused. And then I pull out and he pulls me over. He's like, you ran a stop sign. Yeah. And I was like, with all due respect, I don't think I did oh. because I acknowledged you. Why would I? Why Because I waved. We waved at each other, like trying to get each other to go. I was like, why would I run the stop sign when I knew you're right behind me? He's like, you didn't come to a complete stop. Oh. I was like, oh, boy, you're really... Uh, that's pretty nitpicky. So, I oh, I'm sorry uh-huh. to interrupt. Do you think that he saw you parked and he was just kind of waiting for you to leave? Maybe. I don't know. And Man. a lot of times, and I've been victim of this before, a lot of times cops will target out-of-state plates. Oh, Because they know they can give them some bullshit ticket, and I'm not going to fly back or come back and show up on the court case and try to appeal it or whatever. So, you know, a lot of people just have to eat those tickets and pay for them. Wow. And I, I'm, I'm convinced that... That that's what happened. He's like, oh, here's an out-of-state plate. Let me stop him and see what's up. And uh, he didn't, ironically, he didn't write me a ticket for the uh, stop sign because I didn't fucking run it. But uh, he had a, he was a canine officer. And he was talking to me, and then there was some, I couldn't find the insurance, and eventually I found the insurance and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, oh, by the way, uh, real quick, uh, I'm just going to r- walk my dog around your car real quick. And sure enough, the dog starts barking, goes nuts, and goes, oh, he's... Dog smells something. A gummy. And I even told he said, do you have any drugs in here? And I said, I'm being honest with you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, what oh, do no. you mean by that? I was like, well, I live in California. Weed's legal there. I, don't, I didn't knowingly bring any on this trip, but there's a chance that there might be something in this car just because in California, I, you know, I don't have a need to to." To search my own car and to clean, you know, to remove any weed. Right. Because it's legal. And it's like, there might be something somewhere. And sure enough, after like 20 minutes of searching my car, he found a loose, uh, fucking had lint on it. Oh. Like, not even like in the container. Just a loose <laughs> cube gummy bear. Oh. Not even a bear, but a, a gummy. Like oh, a little cube. Oh, I know. How, those are little. Yeah, yeah. Little. And oh, oh boy. And, and six months later, like... We can all sleep at night. We got that criminal off the streets. That's the other thing, too. It wasn't, I mean, the fa- I get it if I had, like, DUI, or if yes. I was DUI marijuana, that's, that's a thing sometimes. Ooh, like, yeah, you know, yeah, if, yeah. if I was smoking, if he, if he smelt it on me, my eyes were shot, you know, whatever. No, just, and then get this notice that your license has been suspended. All right, thanks, Utah. Wow. Well done. Well done. Well, here's but the that great ended. News. It ended Friday, and yes! then, and then uh, you know Monday was a holiday. But uh, yesterday, 
went uh, went up to the DMV and uh, got it all squared away. And we had your 16th birthday <laughs> part two. <laughs> I felt like I was turning it was 16. was fun. We got some barbecue. <laughs> yeah. We just partied, and by partied, I went to bed at 8. But... <laughs> I was there for a little bit. Yeah. I was there with you for a little bit. But yeah, it's <laughs> fun today. It feels weird. You yeah. Know? Like it's, uh, it's just something. And I understand because I used to give this spiel too. You know, driving is a privilege, not a right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, I get it's on me. It's on me for not finding that loose, lint filled fucking gummy. Oh, Oof. boy. But, you know, it's on me. But yeah, didn't, didn't drive at all for six months. And uh, now I'm I'm back on the streets, baby. So, okay, is it kind of like a social media cleanse where you feel like, okay, I did this for six months. Like, what 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 have you learned from this other than clean your car out for gummies? Well, from not driving for six months. One thing I did notice today was, and I didn't I didn't make this connection or even think about it, but for six months I've had no road rage. For six months, you my I my blood pressure's dropped a little. Oh, no. Because <laughs> even today, the first day, I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> use a fucking blinker! <laughs> Just screaming at people. And I was like, oh, I don't miss this. Yeah. I don't miss this at all. And, uh... You all right, bud? He's upset. What else can we do for you, buddy? I mean, he wants to have sexual relations with that bird. I'm trying, I'm trying to get him with the bird. Oh my gosh. Did you catch him banging the bird the other day? Oh, uh, yeah. I also caught him. Okay. You know that I take getting Charlie's toys very seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he likes specific toys. I know this. Yeah. So when he's being a good boy, which is rare and kind of has never happened, I spoil him and I get him a bigger shoe toy. Okay. First time I went uh, to take Charlie. To get a little toy, we went to Gelson's. That was the closest store to us. And I was, he was tiny and cute, but he was in my purse at this time. And I got him a sheep. And it is the size of a Care Bear. And it's adorable. And it was his first sheep and he loved it. So the other day, I saw the same sheep, purchased it. Boom. I think he's just having a fun time. I'm exploring my body. And he has sex with the sheep. I thought he was past all that. Me too, but I no, thought... his little lipstick came out and he was having oh. sex with her. Where's, or him, I don't know. How does that work when, when he's been neutered? I don't know. How does that work? Like, you would think that the desire would would leave as well. Also, can I just say, today in the park, while training one of the greatest humans ever... Uh, saw a pit bull with the biggest balls I've ever seen. I do like seeing a dog with big old balls. Ever. I couldn't stop staring. It's like they cheated the system. <laughs> <laughs> it it looked like those, you know, those big metal ones on the, like some big rigs have it, like you could do balls. Uh, on oh, the, the truck nuts. The truck nuts, uh-huh. yeah. It Honestly. Yeah, truck nuts. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Way to I go, couldn't buddy. stop staring. And my yeah. client was like, Are you okay? And I was like, Yes, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Big old <laughs> awkward balls. <laughs> Pit bull balls. Oh, man. oh my gosh. <clears throat> oh boy. But yeah. You're back on the road. Back on the streets, baby. Did you go to our favorite new place today? No, I, I started to. You want to talk about that real quick? Okay. We found a 
a, a treasure. A Oof. hidden gem. A hidden gem. Seal Beach, everybody. Seal Beach, California. Oh, imagine seals and a beach. Boom. <laughs> I still don't know why they call it Seal Beach. Uh, I feel like I feel like I've heard the term Seal Beach uh, in the context of Navy SEALs. Like, oh. but there's I don't think there's a Navy base nearby. Man. Um. Anyway, I, I think I'd be a good Navy SEAL. By the way, <laughs> really? <laughs> why, I do. Why do you think that? Okay, first of all, I'm very good at boot camp stuff. I uh-huh. think I'd be a part of a team, and mm-hmm. I'd be quite enthusiastic to all my other friends mm-hmm. that were. You know, uh, I do good with organizing. Like, I would have to be a minimalist. So my cotton stuff—that's all. I guess you—that's all you get. I'm not really sure with Navy Seals. Charlie, take it easy. Buddy. And, oh Lord, he's about he's to hump. Ready. He's getting ready. Cockwalk me. And then also, you know, I've been thinking about GI Jane a lot. That yeah. movie, and uh-huh. I think I'd be good. I, I, you know, I think I'd, I'd do good. I think you could pull that off. I mean, I don't have coordination. Yeah. And I'm also terrified of water mm-hmm. and bridges. But you'd be a good seal. <laughs> Maybe. Sea, air, and land. <laughs> Just all oversee mm-hmm. from, <laughs> from a nice, sturdy, <laughs> you know, boat. But yeah, uh, it's the next little community over. I guess that would be uh, just the next town southeast from here. Yeah. Uh, down the PCH, the Pacific Coast Highway. Um, literally, just literally right next door to Long Beach. And uh, we've passed by it a thousand times because right there on the PCH. But it's just just this hidden little neighborhood. It's well, just tucked away. Good eye, boo, because you were so in the passenger beautiful. seat. This is before Sweet 16 Part 2. And you saw an old, cute uh, movie theater. And you said, whoa, there's a quote on there by a very uh, indie artist, uh, right? A, yeah, they had a Todd Snyder quote. I saw this little theater with a marquee, and it had a Todd. I forgot what the quote was. But it, and the reason I knew it was Todd Snyder, because at the end it said hyphen Todd Snyder. Well, I don't know who uh, that is. Todd Snyder is a great uh, folk Singer-songwriter. Yeah. Ooh. Been around for 30 years. Does he have any hits that I would know? He had one hit in the 90s that uh, like uh, rock radio played a little bit. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but the, the chorus was get a haircut and get a real job. Get a haircut and get a real job. Whoa. But yeah. I like it. Todd Snyder. He's great. But yeah, I just saw a theater with a Todd Snyder quote, and I was like, what's that over there? And then we pulled over, and uh, just this little... like. You know what it looked? It reminded me of the Truman Show. It did. Just it this did. little like Main Street downtown area with a little cute. theater, little coffee shops and restaurants. And I mean, I was in love. There was a tarot card place with you know candles made of soy and magic. I'm a fan. <laughs> there was an Italian place mm-hmm. that was right up your alley. There was it just it reminded me of an old town, but like not cookie cuttery or mm-hmm. too perfect like my sister lived in Corona del Mar yeah yeah that was just and too and that uh, was too much that was a lot of i mean it's a sterile. pretty it was just sterile yeah it, it kind of was fake yes where this didn't seem fake this no. just seemed like a quaint little i want to say neighborhood but it was like its own little town yes cuz they have they had like two or three blocks of this just beautiful main street usa just mom and pop shops, coffee shops, restaurants, theaters, and then uh, all surrounded, like I think on maybe three sides, at least mm-hmm. two, maybe three sides, surrounded by water, yeah. like a, like a little peninsula. And man, 
beautiful. Yeah. So we went over there Saturday. Oh, early. We yeah. were up. Why, why did we get up so early? Because I was manically up early, uh-huh. and then you got up to be sweet, and then I think you wanted to go back to bed, and I was like, want to go out and yeah. get donuts? <laughs> we don't do that much, but every, about twice a year, yeah. we'll, we'll go out like at like 6 or 7 a.m. On a, on a weekend. Oh, I was just, just ready to take you out. Babe. And I'm, I'm loving our new routine on Saturday. We mentioned last week that uh, on Saturday we went over to uh, Pedro, San Pedro, mm-hmm. California. Um, but I love... I love getting out. I love like a, what I call like a three-part Saturday. Yeah. And we've done it kind of unknowingly or unintentionally the last two weeks. But like something, even though I'm not part of the Monday through Friday nine to five workforce anymore, I still love the weekend. And uh, something, what's going on over there? Sorry. Charlie, what are you God doing? Damn, Charlie. What, Sorry. What's the problem? He wants a bone under the thing, and I'm trying, I'm too weak right now. Yeah, Charlie, you're just going to have to chill out, bud. Oh, sorry, boo. Okay. But I love <laughs> getting out on a Saturday. Mm. And I love a good, what I call like a three-part Saturday, meaning I love getting out early, mm-hmm. get out 7, 8 o'clock, go to a flea market, mm-hmm. go to a coffee shop, mm-hmm. just fart around. I love that. Get out and do something. Just something simple. Doesn't mm-hmm. have to be anything crazy. Get back around lunchtime. Yes. You know, it's it's eleven thirty noon on a Saturday. We've already been out, whether it be recreationally or, or to run errands, whatever. So you go out in the AM for a few hours and putts around, back at home around noon, then you spend the whole afternoon just chilling domestically around the house. You know, working on stuff, organizing, doing Organ- some vacuuming, yeah, doing some yard work, oh, some housework, whatever. Yes. And then around sundown, then you got Saturday night party time. And you're all fueled up from mm-hmm. the fun and the relaxation of mm-hmm. the day. And boom, it is time to go. Mm-hmm. Time to go and have some fun. Yeah. So I, I, I love that. I love. The three-part Saturday. Three-part Saturday is the best. You know what? I think next a uh, next one of our Saturdays, we should go to Home Depot right when it opens because, baby, that is the best. I don't know if I'll have enough time. You won't. <laughs> there you go. No, but it is, it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. Sanitized. Clean. Oh, the lighting section. I could just live there. <laughs> nice Home Depot morning. Can't get yeah. better than that. You yeah. just can't. So you prefer Home Depot over Lowe's? Yeah. yeah, Lowe's is overpriced, boo. Yeah, Home Depot they they donate to Trump. They stuff. do. Yeah. yeah. Even <sighs> though Home Depot's my hometown store, based in they started in Atlanta. What about Lowe's? I didn't read anything about them. Okay. Well, so. then all right. Never. I guess we'll in go reality, Lowe's. we should probably be supporting the mom and pop hardware stores. Oh, but that's so expensive. <laughs> we had this great place in where I grew up in Canton, Georgia. Uh, in my teenage years, we had a like a mom and pop. It wasn't a hardware store. It was big. It wasn't as big as a Home Depot, but it was pretty big. It was called Canton Supply, oh. and it was about half the size of a Home Depot. It was, it was pretty big for a mom and pop store, and uh, just like a big hardware store. Oh. It was called Canton Supply, and that's just where everybody in the construction trade, both like commercial construction and then just, you know, weekend warriors, you just, that's where you went to get your paint, your lumber, your tools, whatever. And then uh, sometime around 2000, we had uh, Home Depot come in, and uh, within a year, Canton Supply was out of business. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. Can I just say, mm-hmm. we had a similar thing in Corona. And it was called Ganals, 
and now it's like a chain. It's called Ganal's Lumber. It's like mm-hmm. a big deal. But it started in Corona, mm-hmm. and my dad would go there, and I would go with him. And the smell mm-hmm. of like I love all that smell. pipe, and there's kind of a paint smell, mm-hmm. and it's all PVC pipe. Yeah, and it's just like, what is all this sawdust? Oh, I would just talk about being in love. That's probably why I like Home Depot because it just I loved all the little like I didn't know what things were, so it was just so neat to see like nails and <laughs> hammer stuff and different hooks. Anyway, it's fun. they were my friends. I was a happy child. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pretty nice little Saturday. Yeah, nice, nice little, little Saturday. Saturday. I'm 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 a legal driver now, a licensed driver. So things are things are well. Charlie, what's up? What's he doing? He's, okay, hold on. I'm just gonna. All right, crisis averted. He found his bone. Jeez. He's looking at us. <laughs> what? What do you want from me? <laughs> Oh, let's go to the park. Big deal. <laughs> I had an encounter uh, last night. Uh-oh. Um, this has happened about three or four times since we lived here. Um, what I just call um, night screamers. We had some. We had, a, had another night screamer last night. I don't know if uh, it didn't wake you up, I guess. No, I was in a dead sleep. About 1.30 in the morning. I'm sitting here. I've been trying to go to bed earlier. Some nights I don't. I don't achieve that. So I stayed up to about three last night. Oh, but, really? But yeah. What? That's, that's what wired. are you doing? Just, what if you were the one cheating on me? I'm all nervous about the neighbor. You're like, oh, three in the morning, four in the morning. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to talk oh, about God. that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Shit. We can edit it out. No, because if anybody's listening, they don't know which neighbor we're referring to. But you're uh, you're convinced <laughs> that one of our neighbors is committing adultery. Absolutely. And I have proof <laughs> through my timestamps on when he leaves in he the does, afternoon. He does come in late, and I know that he's not working right now. Anyway. Long story short, I, oh, I just, I really want to tell so, our no. other neighbor and be like, run, sister, run. None of our business. Oh, you it's hard. You don't have any hard evidence. Oh, really? Hey, where you off to? Steak. He said, oh, okay. oh now I'm back. Yeah. Boy. Jeez, boo. <laughs> anyway, back to my story. Okay, sorry. And less of your <laughs> infidelity police over here. Well, uh, 1.30 in the morning last night, and just, just, Crazy guy screaming right outside our building. And he was pacing back and forth just in front of our building. Now, sometimes I can hear him coming from a few blocks. Yeah. Because we keep the windows open at night. You can hear a lot of, you know, it, the street noise obviously uh, decreases late at night. It's not as much traffic and stuff. But uh, anyway, I can usually hear him coming for a block or two. Just, just, And I'm not... I'm not belittling anybody with mental illness or, or, or any of these folks. Well, yeah, you people, live with one. You know, but uh, we do have our fair share of, of whatever you want to call it. Uh, not mentally challenged, not the right word, but... Uh, people unmedicated. Unmedicated, unhoused folks. There yes, we go. Yes, there you go. And uh, you can hear them coming, and then you hear them coming, and then... It gets louder, obviously, right in front of our place, and then you can hear them going. Mm-hmm. So you hear this this crazy screaming, <laughs> and then eventually it peaks and then teeters off. Not the case last night. This guy was pacing back in front of our building and just screaming obscenities 
as if he was mad at one of us, one of the four tenants here. Like he was screaming at somebody who lived in this building. Oh, wow. Okay. So I gave it about 10 minutes. Oh, dear. I'm I'm like, you know, because a lot of the stuff, if you just (laughs) let them do their thing, then they'll mosey on. Yeah. Not my problem. I gave it about 10 minutes and just, he, he didn't mosey on. He was just pacing back and forth in front of the building. And this has happened a few times, but I've got a new approach that I use. See, 15 years ago, younger Dave, filled with piss and vinegar, would have handled the situation differently. With yes. A l- little more attitude, a little more aggression. But a uh, chainsaw, I've, perhaps. I've used this technique three or four times now, and it seems to work. So he's out there just screaming. And I looked through the peephole, and I could see the person, but I couldn't really see, you know, with, through the peephole, you can really only see if they're right in front of your door. Right. I could see a, a human figure, but I, I had no idea if there was they were big, if they were little, or I didn't know what I was in store for. So I put on my mask, and I got my my horrible cut-off Larry the Cable Guy T-shirts with all my tats shining, and I got my mohawked hair. So I just opened the door real quick, kind of aggressively, and then this guy, like, like his eyes perk up, like, oh, shit. You know, not that I was trying to be super intimidating or anything, but right. just to let him know that now, now there's a consequence. Yeah. You've been out here screaming so long that now someone's opened the door, and they're going to engage you. So I open the door, and then he looks at me with these real big eyes. And instead of getting aggressive, I just, uh, first of all, the first line, I guess, was kind of aggressive. I just said, hey, man. <laughs> and he looks up at me. And I, instead of, but beyond that, instead of getting aggressive, I, like I said, I've done this three or four times. And I, my next line was, you okay? Is there anything I can help you with? Oh, I love that. So I, I asked him, I said, are you okay? Yeah. And he goes, Yeah. And I said, well, what's the problem, buddy? And this was actually kind of sad. He goes, my fucking family. Isn't just it always? mumbled something. <laughs> Isn't it always? He said, man, my fucking family. And he was just, scre- he was screaming, fuck mm. you, my father, fuck you, go dead, my face, my fuck, just screaming obscenities. Aww. So instead of, like, meeting his level of aggression, I tried to show some compassion or some concern. Yeah, empathy. So I said, hey, man, are you Okay. My fucking family. I was like, what can I do to help you? Mm. You know, subtext, what can we do to get you to shut the fuck up and leave? Right. And uh, just those two questions. Hey, are you okay? Is there anything I can do to help? And then he finally, like, kind of, like, just came to his senses and was like, no, I'm okay. And he just staggered off. He just wanted acknowledgement. Yeah. He just wanted somebody to say, hey. Yeah. And I did that a few months ago. There was a drunk Marine out here doing the oh, same thing. Yeah. And this guy, I, this guy wasn't mentally, you know, ill or, or whatever. He was just drunk. Oh, okay. But he was being aggressive. You could tell he wanted to be like, yeah, what the fuck? I'm a Marine. I'll kick your ass. Same guy. I just went out and I was like, hey, man, are you okay? And he goes, what? I was like, you're out here screaming at <laughs> 1 o'clock in the morning. I, I want to make sure. I said, are you in pain? He goes, No. I was like, you're screaming. I just wanted to make sure you're okay. What can I do to help? (laughs) That line, what can I do to help? And then by the end of that one, that guy did, he was looking for trouble because he was just drunk and he's a Marine and no one tells me what to do. But because I handled it differently, by the end of it, he was hugging me. Mm-hmm. I had to call. I grabbed his phone. Not grabbed mm-hmm. it, but I, I, I said, let me see your phone. Where do you live? Do you have the Uber app? He had. I called him an Uber. 
And then, you know, by the time the Uber driver showed up, he's like, you're a good man. You're a good man. (laughs) Okay, you don't have to hug me, but just be quiet and leave. Isn't so. that interesting? The how can I how can I help? Yeah, instead what, of what instead of fuck I you, do? buddy. Yeah, it's, it, because it really is. I'm I'm not interested. I'm not looking for trouble. My main goal in that situation is to get you to shut up and or leave. Mm-hmm. So what can I do to help expedite that? Yeah. So instead I'm of just of being aggressive and be like, because you some of these you can't. You know, if I'd have went out there and be like, hey, shut the fuck up, he'd be like, you shut the fuck up. And the next thing you know, yeah. we're fighting on the street like a couple Rescalating. of idiots. Yeah. So trying to defuse these problems in the neighborhood, boo. That also helps with friends, mm-hmm. I've noticed. I I was, uh, when a friend of mine needs to vent or uh, whatever, I tend to like jump in and want to fix the problem, give advice, you know. So now I'm like, is there anything I could do to help? And then it's like, oh, no, I just need a vent. And it's like, oh, okay. Like I'm kind of setting the tone of, okay, what kind of conversation is this? Instead of just implementing my opinion Mm -hmm. and what I need from it. Okay, what can I do? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good call, boo. Yeah. It's not anything I consciously learned and adapted to. It was just like kind of on the fly thinking of like, okay, my traditional techniques are probably going to make this situation worse. Mm-hmm. So let's try something new. And and yeah, that works with anybody. We know people <laughs> that will go unnamed that <laughs> sometimes just, just want to fight, just want to argue, want to mm-hmm. start some shit. But when you retaliate with, how can I help? Oh boy, that, that, it, it, it disarms them. It yeah. staggers them. They're like, wait, huh? It's like ignoring a narcissist. Mm-hmm. It just makes them real mad. Exactly. That's all you could do is ignore. <laughs> uh, and you had, a, you had a confrontation this week, too. Okay. It wasn't a confrontation. Yeah. What um, happened at Starbucks? <laughs> I feel like I ask this question every week. What happened at Starbucks, boo? Okay. Let me just talk about straws really quickly. Mm-hmm. First of all, <laughs> there is a straw conspiracy. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm green, you know, I try to be, or when you, you know, you catch me and tell me to recycle stuff, I do. Uh, I pick up Charlie's poo. I'm assuming that's green. That's just We have water, (laughs) whatever. Anyway, I'm, go planet Earth, whatever. Anywho, these paper straws. Oh, they suck. Have you had these? I mean, what the hell? Yeah, they suck. They disintegrate after two sips. I like my straw. I like feeling the plastic in my teeth. Mm-hmm. I like knowing that the liquid is not going on my teeth. It's going straight in my gullet, uh-huh. caffeine directly to it. Meanwhile, this fucking selfish piece of shit called <laughs> a paper st- or yeah, the paper straws, right? They just start sucking up your liquid. So mm-hmm. you're losing the precious caffeine that you need. Mm-hmm. It's just going away. At, by the end of it, I have two pieces of cardboard. Mm-hmm. I'm upset, so then I suck on those because I don't want to waste my coffee mm-hmm. or, you know, or whatever. You know, I, I only did that like once. That's mm-hmm. gross to suck on cardboard. Anyway, long story short, yeah, that's my that's my issue with straws. Oh, okay. It's Was bit- there a... No, there was a confrontation. Oh, I'm sorry. At Starbucks. Okay. (laughs) This all has. Anyway, Starbucks doesn't have paper straws. Hallelujah. Praise the Oprah. I get why we need them. Oh, boy. Do we at least acknowledge that, in theory, they're a good idea, the paper straw? 
Isn't it just as much, though? I mean, you're still having cardboard. It's not like you're not using anything. Using nothing. I would understand that. Mm -hmm. Sorry we don't have straws here. Okay. I mean, I'm going to hate that. But cardboard is more easily recyclable than plastic straw. But isn't it the same amount of thing? I don't know. I'm assuming someone smarter than us came up with that for a reason. Okay, well... You know what? I'm going to challenge them okay. and say, "Listen, buddy. Uh-huh. So let me give me this." I understand. Okay. What happened <laughs> at Starbucks? Okay, I pre-order because I'm a regular customer. Yes. <laughs> so I put my order in. I come in. I get the same order every time. It's in a venti cup, and there is another drink with two venti cups, and there's two straws. In the middle of the two drinks. Now, sometimes, since I tip like a Rockefeller, mm-hmm. the baristas... <laughs> you tip well over there? Oh, of course I yeah. do. Because they're doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my tithing, uh-huh. okay? <laughs> anyway. Ten percent of your income to Starbucks. <laughs> yes. Probably more. Uh, let's not get into that, boo, mm-hmm. but yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm just going to register at Starbucks <laughs> for our wedding. <laughs> just <laughs> gift cards. Anyway... Um, So there's two straws lying in between my coffee on the left, and then there's two disgusting frappuccinos on the right. No Mm -hmm. offense to frappuccinos, but I don't like the owner of these, okay? That's kind of a... Kind of a rookie drink, anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, what? all the all the silly, sugary, whipped creamy drinks. That's for tourists. Get a cake, yeah. okay? Get a cake. <laughs> Go eat a cake. Get out of my you're Starbucks. You're basically getting a cake. You don't need it. Get a smoothie somewhere. Yeah, go get a milkshake. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere else. Frappuccinos? No, come mm-hmm. on. Anyway, but if you need, by the way, low fat frappuccino ideas, I I know how because I was a barista for a little bit. Okay, you're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. Uh-huh. Starbucks inside source. Okay. So I go, grab my drink, I put my tip in, I grab my straw, and a woman next to me with her mask says, that's mine. (laughs) That's mine. And I said, oh, and I placed it down with all my might. And I was like, this is an easy fix. Hey, can I have a straw? Apparently this is hers. Well, Boo, were you taking her straw? Okay. Or was it up for debate whose straw it was? It was in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there were two straws. Mm-hmm. Usually, you only get allotted one. Starbucks only gives you... It's very hard to get a straw. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes when people are nice to me and I tip, they see me tip, I do the waiting on the Seinfeld thing. You know, the Seinfeld oh, tip. Yeah. you got to yeah, wait what, what for them to see. What tip if they don't see it? <laughs> I'm always like, here you go. Where should I put this? I'm giving you $2. So you don't make a habit of giving to the blind, not bills. (laughs) (laughs) You'll take my money? When Kramer tries, or George tries to reach back at the calzone shop. Oh, perfect. You'll take my money? (laughs) Guy pulls out a pizza board. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay. It was in the middle, but I thought the rule was you only get one straw. Uh Uh-huh. So she had her allotted straw. You only get one. So she one. had one drink and two straws? No, she had two drinks. Two drinks and two straws. And a straw, but it was the exact same drink. Uh-huh. I thought she was pulling a Katie. I sometimes get double. Oh. So okay. I just reuse a straw. Yeah. Two that drinks, was, one straw. Right. Yeah. So yes, okay, but she didn't have to make it such a big deal. That's mine, 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 <sighs> mine. Mine. So I just got a little heated, and what? I huffed out. Yeah. I kind of felt bad, because... 
Yeah, I don't know if this one, <laughs> I don't know if this one falls under <laughs> the unjust umbrella. I told you this week it's been a rough Katie week. Yeah. How's everything else going, Bro? Wonderful, perfect. Yeah. I'm beautiful and lovely. You are. Bloated. You're bloated. <laughs> you know, like I'm dying. But anyway, be happy you're a man, boo. Yeah. Be happy you're a man. You okay? Yeah, I know. I sound all weird. It's just my hormones, man. Mm-hmm. I got to get those checked. Okay. I'm going to go to the hormone doctor because I hate going to things like that. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to make you do something that you hate doing. Mm-hmm. So you could choose the dentist, optometrist. Who said I hate going to the dentist? I never complained about going to the dentist. Really? You're the one who oh. refuses to go to the dentist. Well, they're terrifying. <laughs> and the decor. I've never had an issue with the dentist. I mean, it's not pleasant, but it's that's not something I oh. purposely avoid. Oh. I have pretty decent teeth. Yeah, you have great teeth because I mean, okay. you have good hygiene. Mm-hmm. Mine are rotting out of my skull. Yeah, I got to remind you to brush your teeth sometimes. <laughs> and it's not that you're overall negligent of no. your own well-being. You, I don't know if we've talked about this, but you, uh, when it's time to go to bed, it's time to go to bed. Yeah, there's no. You stagger off like a bear who's been shot with a tranquilizer dart. You keep comparing me to a bear, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, you got a lot of bear qualities. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. You're right. But you don't okay. you don't have a nightly routine. <laughs> you don't okay, it's time to turn the TV off. I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna go take care of all this, and then I'm gonna go to bed. You just you pass out and then <laughs> half asleep you stagger into the bedroom and fall down. <laughs> so yeah, I'm always like, Boo, boo, you wanna you wanna brush those teeth? I did. I always yeah. lie to you like yeah. a little kid. Yeah. I already did. <laughs> I know. I'm getting better, though. Yeah. I do it throughout the day. Uh-huh. I mean, so that counts. Okay. I know. It's all right, boo. So much to work on. That's all right, boo. Oh. No one's perfect. No one's asking you to be perfect. Nobody's nerfect. Mm-hmm. Wait. There you go. <laughs> Let's take some calls. You want to take some calls, Let's boo? Let's take some gosh darn calls, Let's boo. Let's get into it. Guys, Please. thank you so much for listening. This is the Stonebergs Podcast. Hello. I'm Dave Stone. I'm Katie Strandberg. Together we are the Stonebergs. Get it. 562-548-2012. In that order. That is our number. Go ahead. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and just create new contact. See how it feels. Put us in your phone. Go the to Stonebergs. Yeah. Or you can call us, you know, you can have pet names, you know, whatever. Denise Handicap. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dimble shit. <laughs> a fun nickname my dad gave me when I was little. I'm fine. I, by the way, that was a reference to Curb. I, mean, I just, understand. You understand. But I some went of the listeners down. Oh, think I'm sorry. I'm yeah, okay. Just making fun of handicapped people. And no. I, I don't <laughs> even think that's the proper terminology. But that's a reference and to I Curb. And I am not making fun of shit. Um, yeah, 562-548-2012. Put us in your phone. Create new contact. That way we are here for you 24-7. You can call us uh, anytime and leave a message. And uh, we'll do our best to, uh, A, respond, and B, hopefully, uh, respond in a helpful, if not entertaining manner. Yes, so, please. Uh, let's see what we got lined up on the burner today, Boo, shall we? Let's go. Hey, David Katie. This is David from Denver again. Um, just trying to have an actual question. Um, Dave, I'm just like you. I'm utility in my clothes. T-shirt, shorts, blue jeans, shoes, nothing special, nothing fancy. Every now and then I'll get dressed up for my lady when we're going out or, you know, if we, we have a special occasion. But other than that, I'm not putting on anything fancy. So my question to you is, do you ever feel like, hey, maybe I should upgrade my wardrobe a little bit? Maybe I should dress a little bit more fancy? And Katie, 
do you ever wish that Dave dressed a little nicer or a little bit more fancy? So, yeah, hope to uh, hope to hear you on the podcast. Also, Dave, I have a podcast recommendation for you. It's called A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, where they debate uh, food misnomers, like is a hot dog a sandwich. So uh, hopefully you might enjoy that podcast. I really do. Uh, love you guys' show. Love the authenticity and love you guys just talking. Uh, can't wait to hear the next one. Bye. David from Denver. Oh, David, thanks. I like that alliteration. Yeah, David Denver. Denver David. Yeah, thanks, man. And, and thanks for the podcast recommendation. I'll, I'll check that out. Is uh, Yeah, that old question is a hot dog sandwich. Uh, no, it's not. And I don't care about your technicalities about meat and bread, blah, blah. It's its own thing. So hot dog's its own thing. He has a very serious look, you guys. Not a sandwich. <laughs> a lot of people very, ask that question. Upset. <laughs> a lot of people ask that question. It's, it's not a sandwich. Oh, my god. If I said, hey, let's go grab a sandwich. Ugh. And then I, I placed a hot dog in front of you. That would be, you'd feel shortchanged. Unless, or you'd either feel shortchanged or you feel like you're getting away with something. You know, depending on how you feel about hot dogs. But my point is, hot dog is not a sandwich. Yes, I understand the concept of meat and bread. Uh-huh, whoop de doo It's not a sandwich. Anyway, right. that's not why David called. But uh, yeah. thank you, David. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've been this way for, I'm trying to think how long. When's the last... <laughs> When's the last time I wore a shirt that wasn't black? It's been a while. I'm trying to think. Oh, you have a navy blue. <laughs> I have a dark navy blue. I have Dickie two. Shirt. I have a couple of dicky shirts in navy blue. Uh, my point is, uh, about <laughs> five six years ago, I just found these uh, these black Carhartt t-shirts. They're thick. Here's the thing, big fellas. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm I'm in the big boy club. Um, if I'm if I'm gonna rock a T-shirt, it can't. Unfortunately, it can't be one of those newfangled American Apparel style soft. Mm-hmm. You know, those are nice. I get why people like those. Those aren't doing big fellas any favors. Right? They're too clingy, too form fitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah. So I need I need I like the thick where it's just you know, it just kind of it kind of drapes and it just holds its shape. You know, it doesn't cling to all my curves. Uh, <laughs> so I, I found these Carhartt uh, shirts. And uh, I think I have about nine or ten of them at this point. Oh, uh, yeah. Some uh, newer, obviously, than others. But, um, yeah, and, I, and I, I'll admit, I know that, uh, that that's not necessarily appealing. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I know you might appreciate looking over at me and seeing me in something other than a black Carhartt and camo shorts. <laughs> but... At least for the last year, okay? I, I, I haven't felt guilty about it for the last year because of COVID. I'm not really going many places. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Plus, I'm at that size where I'm more interested in dressing for comfort than I am for fashion. Okay. And I know that that's not an excuse, and I know that I have the ability to change that, and I'm working on that as we speak. Yeah. But uh, it's a work in progress. But I think even without that, even if I was, you know, at a normal, uh, normal physique... I still like the idea of not having to think too much about it. I just grab one of those shirts, throw mm-hmm. on my shorts, and boom, here I am. Um, now, that being said, when I get closer to my goal weight, I definitely will probably have the desire to experiment a little more in mm-hmm. the fashion realm. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, this is just my functional daily uniform. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Listen, I think you look great. 
<laughs> I think you're wonderful. Here's the thing. The most brilliant minds have a uniform. Uh, I know Larry David has a no. uniform. Einstein I know wore the same Ein- thing. Yep, Einstein wore the same thing because you use all your brain power for other things. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that. I don't even think I can claim that, though, because I'm, <laughs> <use, laughs> I'm not splitting the atom. Here's the thing. I would love it if we could just explore perhaps some darker colors. You look great in like a dark green. Darker color. You mean lighter colors? Uh, no, I'm sorry. You can't get darker than black. You're right. Mm-hmm. But I guess we could shift it to a darker, you're right, lighter colors, but not Different light. Different shades. Light. Yes. Yeah. So forest green, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Card heart, you mm-hmm. can still still mm-hmm. do the card heart. Mm-hmm. Some blue brings out your eyes, makes them pop. Beautiful. You know, we got we got those. Mm-hmm. I've gotten you cart heart shirts mm-hmm. that are different colors, and I have not seen them. Um, and I get that, mm-hmm. and I get that. But you know, I, I guess exploring different colors. But I'm really proud of you because mm-hmm. I got those Nikes for you once that have some royal blue in it. Mm-hmm. That was a big get, Nike not just black shirts. No, it was a Nike. I'm sorry, Nike shoes. Uh-huh. That's where you discovered there was a little bit of blue. Oh, right, right, Remember? Right. Yeah. And so usually just do black shoes. You trick me. Yeah. But, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. And also, you have been interested in an Adidas tracksuit. Yes, I do want an Adidas tracksuit. So I feel like that could be your beginning. Mm-hmm. You're beginning to color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you look great no matter what. Mm-hmm. You're my boo. No, I, I, I admit I need to be a little more uh, adventurous with my fashion. But um, and here's why the thing the too. Camo? Why the camo? I don't know. I just I I think you bought me those. I did. I but used you to rock used the to... just army green, not camo, oh. but just the just the army green. And uh, I this is an unconscious thing, but uh, and not that I even mind it. But uh, I totally look like fat Antifa. <laughs> like I get looks all the time around here. Like I bet that guy's an Antifa. Because I also this is I, this is something I've been doing since I moved out here. I never did this before when I until I moved to California. And I think this is a little bit of uh, I think this could be attributed to a little bit of the Latino influence of Southern California. But I'm a fan of the black socks and black shoes. I like I wear just. I yeah. got a couple different pair of black. Sh- you you bought me. I got some cool Nikes. I used to have like the what was those really cool ones you bought me for my birthday? The Air Max or whatever. Mm. But now I've just yeah, got like the regular it. like black Nike uh, running shoes or whatever. Yeah. But I, I rock those, and then I like the black socks. But not only black, but I like to pull them up like to, like to the top of my calf. Oh my and gosh. Uh, so I rock that, and then with the camo shorts and the black shirt, I totally have an Antifa vibe. Uh, which is fine. Um, one thing I do have to be aware of is, I, I naturally I already look like a proud boy. Uh-huh. And by the way, someone pointed this out. My merch, uh, my biscuit shirt is black and gold. And someone was like, "Yeah, man, I really love that biscuit shirt, but I can't wear it much anymore because it looks too much like a proud boy. It's got the Ooh. proud boy, the, the black and gold colors." Oh no! So I'd much rather someone think that I'm an Antifa than a fucking loser ass dipshit proud boy. <laughs> fucking losers, <laughs> dorks, or a boogaloo. Get me a Hawaiian shirt, be a boogaloo boy. Anyway, I know I already look like a proud boy, husky white dude with a beard. Yeah. You know, so at the very least now, you know, if I'm going to look like one group or the other, I would, I, I'm, I'm rather, I'd rather rock the Antifa vibe than the Proud Boy vibe. Uh, that being said, maybe I should shoot for 
something, you know, there's more than two options, Dave. <laughs> I have a question now. This is a reach. Mm-hmm. I've always found the really awesome, like, okay, take the word bracelet out of what I'm about to say. Hard no. Okay. Hard pass. I don't think you're hearing me. Mm. Like Tony Soprano. I can't or a, pull that off. there's a chain type of no thanks. and it's a beautiful chain and it looks very classy, especially with a wristwatch. I love it. Okay. Never gonna happen. Well, not not a jewelry guy. The only only piece of jewelry I'm ever gonna wear is my wedding ring. Cool. <laughs> no, I'm not a jewelry guy. I can't. <laughs> what do about it. watches? No, I don't even like a watch. No earrings, nice no bracelets, no, no necklace. I like a nice watch. I don't give a shit about watches. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I gotta put my foot down. I can't. I'll I'll get more experimental with my with my wardrobe. Okay, but you're not getting any jewelry on me, boo. It's just I'm not saying like some guys it's can pull masculine. Up. They have masculine ones. Kyle rocks. He's got an earring, <laughs> and he's oh, got yeah, you he know. Uh, some guys can pull it off. I'm not even interested in pulling it off. I just it, it just. To me, it's just uh, un- on a dude. It's just unnecessary excess, just unnecessary flash. Well, you don't go. Y- you would just leave it on. It's a leave it on. You leave it on. What's What's the point of it? What am I saying to the world? I when just I, think it's kind of fun. Is it a blingy thing? Is it look? I can afford a nice piece of jewelry because I don't give. Even if I could, no. I don't give a shit about showing it's off in a, that regard. You're right. I actually. Don't know. I just like the look of it. Really? I like the look of it. I think if if I was just completely compliant to whatever you suggest, what how would what kind of jewelry would you lavish me with? Man, okay. I think we'd do a bracelet, Ugh. like the chain ones. Like However, gold, silver, what? No, but I only like that with long sleeves. Mm-hmm. I think shorts, like you couldn't do that with like a cut off tank top because mm-hmm. that would look a little odd. Yeah, um, I'm loving the track suits. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think if we got your ears pierced, it'd be super hilarious and fun, and you would look awesome. <laughs> like a basketball player. Big diamonds. Because that's what I look like. I'm going to be basketball a basketball player. player's wife, and you are becoming one. I've already told you this. Yeah. Here we go. Okay? Boo. That's... There's just... No. Okay, fine. I would just look like such a turd. Just look like a, such a... Like I'm trying too hard. Okay. Yeah, some guys can pull it off. What about another? Okay. Another ring. Another ring. So you have a wedding ring, and then maybe on the other hand, a middle finger ring. Why? What's the point of that? I like how, I don't know. I think it looks cool. I like when guys wear jewelry. It's like, there they go. No. All right. I mean, if I was a musician, okay, what a nose ring. I was in a band. Nose ring. Nose ring. <laughs> I'm 43. I'm going to start a cool wearing a kid. No- <laughs> you can do it. Ugh. Will you please consider a nose ring? No. Okay, what about a tramp stamp? Please, God. <laughs> tramp, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. No a way. Krispy Kreme. That'd be no. so funny. Okay, now if it was funny or ironic, but. Nah, boo, I'm just not a jewelry guy. Never have been, never will. I've never worn jewelry. I think when I was in seventh grade, I had a three-month period where I wore a necklace or something, but, you know, no. What color of tracksuit are you going to get? That's my question. Black. Black. Okay. Black top, black bottom. (laughs) No, no, no. Just the classic Adidas black with the the white stripes running down. I thought you wanted red. 
No, I never said red. I thought you said red. Oh, that's way too flashy. What about orange? Way too flashy. No, my <laughs> whole approach to fashion is I want to be as unnoticed as possible. And maybe subconsciously, that's why I got the uh, the camo. I want to be invisible. Oh. I don't want I don't want to draw any attention. That's the thing. Like, and I I kind of adhere that principle to all parts of my life, other than my occupation. <laughs> but I I I don't want to be the center of attention. I don't. Ugh. I don't blast my car stereo. I do. I don't wear flashy clothes. I do. I just, <laughs> no, you don't, I'm fine. Oh, I am Incognito. the opposite. I am the, oh, give me all well, the attention. You're a, you're a beautiful creature. That's so nice. You're a tall, blonde, uh, beautiful woman. Um, I'm just a portly dumbass. You, nothing to see here. Well, no. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and share something with you. I don't know how to dress myself anymore. That's a fact. Boom. I'm embarrassed. That was vulnerable. There you go. I don't know how to dress I think anymore. You, you, you dress great. Uh-uh. Nope. What what complaints do you have about yourself? Okay. What's the problem? I live in workout clothes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's your job. I know. However. And you look cute as hell. Well, thank you. Well, you've you. gotten a few new outfits. They're just adorable. Well, you got to do the zip-up stuff mm-hmm. in, with the top because it makes you look fresh. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed yeah. anyway. The leggings. Oh, boy. Thank you. Your legs are banging, boo. Well, thanks. I'll, I'll try to calm down. All right, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, I yesterday when we were going to our big outing to the DMV, because uh-huh. <laughs> that's out outings are huge now. I decided to dress like a normal person. I go into my closet, and then I forgot what to do. Like I was just like, wait, jeans? Uh oh, boots? Is it cold? Ah, where's the sweaters? Ah, what color sweater? What thing goes with this? Because I haven't dressed uh, in about a year. <laughs> no, that's not true. I wore a blouse on Christmas, but yeah, I don't know. I, so I'm, I, I'm just—it's the blind leading the deaf over here. But I don't know. But you're putting forth an effort, unlike me. You you get stitch fix. Yeah, because I need people to tell me mm-hmm. what to wear mm-hmm. because I'm not good at it. I didn't. My mom was a badass in every single way, and what I loved about her, she didn't give a shit about what she wore. Mm-hmm. Very much like, uh, who cares? Mm-hmm. She could pull off some Kmart jeans. She didn't care. Mm-hmm. She looked goddamn great. Yeah, she looked great. She didn't. She had sweatshirts she would just throw on. But if she needed to go to a fancy place, oh, I mean, it, we just, it was a hard mm-hmm. thing. My older sisters were just like, bye, <laughs> we're not going to show you. So I don't know. I just really was on my own. Poor me. I was on my own dressing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, don't know how to dress anymore. I, I, I just do. Don't. We've we've uh, bickered about this, but I do have um, a big stash of clothes, uh, mainly band t-shirts that don't fit me anymore. That I don't have. I can't. I can't throw out because I keep telling myself, "Well, they'll fit me in a few months." So when I do slim down and get close to my goal weight, I'm just. I'm still going to dress the same, but I'll, I'll just. It'll just be band shirts, and you, you know what? You know what I do like. Uh, part of the shorts thing is the fact that we live in Southern California, and like even right now in the dead of winter, it was seventy-five degrees today. So yeah. I I haven't worn pants in over a year. Mm-hmm. That's true. I haven't worn pants in over a year, but I do oh, like. Oh no, you had sweatpants on one day. Sweatpants inside. <laughs> sweatpants. Okay. <laughs> I haven't worn jeans or pants, <laughs> okay. but uh, what I when I slimmed down, uh, and this is probably an outdated look, but I used to rock this look. I love just the khaki, uh, not khakis, uh, dickies, mm-hmm. like random dickies, 
I had a couple. And talk about color. I, I had the the classic like navy blue dickies. Ooh. I also had some hunter green. Get dickies. out of here! And I had some gray. Anyway, a uh, couple different colors of dickies and just just band shirts. And and you know no, man, you have some cool shirts. So, you really do. Yeah, I got some really cool shirts that just don't fit anymore. But I'm 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 getting back there. But so that'll be my version of really uh, expanding my wardrobe is when I start rocking uh, dickies and and old band shirts. So I love it, boo. So. I'm just not a not a, not a fancy boy. No, but you are when you have shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love your show look. Yeah, you got that, that jean jacket. You got a really thing. cool shirt. You got some neat jeans or black pants. You look great. I did ten years ago. I was big into the for like my show clothes was the um, what I call Whiskey Town shirts. Great all country band Whiskey Town, but uh, like the cowboy style shirt, not the like cheesy like yeah. hardcore cowboy rodeo, but like like the snap button up with just a little you know yes. a little bit of cowboy flair around the shoulders, and then like a, a a plaid or flannel you know pattern or whatever. But I used to have a lot of cool shirts like that. I love that the, but, so the, much. The collared button ups. Yeah, so I, I would rock those uh, once I you know look a little better in them. But yeah, I'd, I'd rock those for like stage or if we're going out to dinner, you know. No, I love those. But, no, uh, I, you have great style. You really do. <laughs> and you're very organized. And you have a lot of hidden gifts that I do not have. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's okay. I think you. I think your outfits look great. Thank you, boo. But this is a lot of Liz helping me. Mm-hmm. She has a Pinterest board of Katie fashions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. The Mayas growing up helped me. Thank God for Harley and Farron and Debbie. Whew, I would have been dead. I like subtle. Like even with sneakers, like I never was. There was a period 20 years ago where like every dude's sneakers, like basketball sneaker or athletic shoes, was just way too... Just weird colors and t- the style, like like, and I guess it's still that way. Like uh, Kanye shoes. I mean, you, there was a story broke a f- few weeks ago about his new. What do they? What do you call his shoes? The the Yeezys. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I, I got at my finger. Got my finger on the pulse over here. <laughs> yeah, you too. <laughs> uh, but even with shoes, I always like. I used to rock Chucks all the time. I love. I love. Yes, you, you know what you I love? Some. You, you know what I love? Some. A great look. I like with Chucks. Is uh, to change out the the shoestrings. I like the Ooh. monochromatic. Most Ooh. chucks come with the the classic white uh, shoestrings, no matter what color the shoe is. I like to match. Uh, if I'm wearing black chucks, I like black shoestrings. I had nice. some navy blue chucks, navy blue shoestrings. Uh, so I like that. The only problem with chucks is they're not very comfortable. No, no um, support. But yeah, chucks and some dickies and a, and a cool band shirt. That's about as as elaborate as I'm willing to go. I uh, I never wanted like the big. The goofy, the goofy basketball shoes, just not my style. Like the um, the modern Jordans or whatever, you know, the new Steph Curry's or whatever. Like it's just, mm-hmm. I'm not 17 playing high school basketball anymore. I just, I don't need those. Yeah. So, well, good boo. Used to rock the Adidas uh, <gasps> Sambas, the soccer shoes. I love those. Anything you know, just kind of understated, you know. And yeah. you know, the thing I liked about Chucks and Dickies, and again, keep in mind, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But I did go through a period about 10, 15 years ago where my fashion sense was um, I, I didn't I, – I hated wearing uh, – with the exception of a band shirt, I, I never want to wear like a graphic tee, like something on my tee. I know you hate I learned that the hard way when first I, year of dating. When I first started comedy, <laughs> I my whole style was um, like 
not in an arrogant way, but like timeless. Like, like, oh, I can't tell if this, if you saw a picture of me, I wanted you to not be able to tell if this was 2005 or 1975. Yeah, you know? you know what it is? It's you were basically dressing like you were auditioning every day. In oh, auditions, yeah. Yeah, it's like keep anything. with yeah. whatever colors look good mm-hmm. on you, no print, mm-hmm. you know, same thing. You yeah. want to look at those tapes and be like, oh, yeah. Well, you, I don't know what Where era. you can't uh, automatically tell what year or what era that's from. Yeah. So that was kind of my goal. When I, when I first started comedy, I started to have to force to take a little interest in my appearance as far as, you know, what I wore on stage. I just wore a lot of just uh, solid button-ups, like a vintage uh, thrift store style button-up, like like Kramer. Kramer has great style. Oh, I lo- oh and like, that jacket. I love his big uh, brown jacket. It's mm-hmm. like... Oh, the one, yeah. Yeah. The one that his uh, mom's dead boyfriend, yeah. he went and stole it from or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Leave it, look at us. Just a couple Ooh. of fashion icons fashion over East here. Fashion says, well, I'm a Maxinista myself. <laughs> Charlie, good Lord. Well, he's just having a tough time over here, okay? <laughs> he just shook the whole table. He did. Ah, jeez. Wrap it up. He's giving me the light. <laughs> he is. Well, we had some other calls lined up, but I don't like to go too long. I like to keep this short and sweet. Uh, we'll get to the other calls uh, next week. But did, did we answer David's question? Dave from Denver, or do we just ramble? Um, no, uh, Dave's wardrobe. I, mm-hmm. I like your wardrobe. I think mm-hmm. it's brilliant. You're a brilliant mm-hmm. mind. Also, I'd love you to explore some color. Perhaps mm-hmm. a bracelet would be neat. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, once you get to your goal weight and you feel comfortable, perhaps let's get a vest. A vest? I like a nice vest. It reminds me of Justin Timberlake. And I'm not saying I'm not saying I want you to dress like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> not but, a vest guy. Okay. The only vest I do, like, I don't mind, like, the... Um, like the puffy the, ones. The puffy, yeah. like, uh, you know, like a ski vest or yeah, something. Yeah, that's what I mean, like a nice puff. Yeah, a but puff I, puff. I don't want to look like uh, a magician or anything. Okay, but, like, I think it look, you would look very handsome mm-hmm. in a, like, going out, like, fancy, fancy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love you in some tails and <laughs> a bow tie. <laughs> I just want you looking all, like, southern and, oh, hello, we're going out. We should dress up. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to figure, I'm going to get like a hoop skirt. Oh, man. All right. Now, I do like that. I like that look on a yeah. gal. Oh. The uh, rockabilly. Rockabilly gal. Oh, rockabilly gal. That's Talk about girls that know how to dress. Yeah. I, Big me fan. too. Big, Big fan, fan of those rockabilly gals. Yes. Not, you know, from a, but just from an aesthetic, you know, I like their fashion. Yeah. Not, not, not over the top. Like some of them are really cosplaying it up, but just a little bit of where you can tell like, oh, I see what you're trying to do there. Rocky, Who is she? The Rockabilly Gal. Who is she, you like? <laughs> you, you, you look good. So oh, thank going, you. Because you're so tall. I am tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, got anything to plug? Yes. Any, any word of mouth? What's going on? Yes, my Instagram. Yeah, your Instagram. We're going to go to it. You're going to enjoy the stories. Uh-huh. I'm usually in a park. It's uh-huh. fun. KT Low Strandberg. Strand of hair, B-E-R-G, the letter K, the letter T, L-O-W, Strandberg. You keeping that bear spray with you in the park? Yeah. But I'm uh, serious about this. I'm I need, serious I too. To it's really big. I feel like people mm-hmm. don't understand how big it is. Mm-hmm. It's you like know. a small fire extinguisher. Oh, and also, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need a new wagon. Mm-hmm. My wagon's starting What's to break. What's wrong with the wagon? I, I, you know, I've been wearing and tearing yeah. it. Keep so. that bear spray in your gear, please. I was thinking of getting a radio flyer wagon. That'd be cool. I Wouldn't that be neat? Oh, yeah. All red ones? Yeah, yeah. But it won't hold a lot of, like, anyway. Right on. That's what I have to. What, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm on Cameo. 
Woo! I mentioned that last week. Um, been getting a lot of a lot of work on Cameo this week. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And and by the way, that's for friends or enemies. Yeah. You know, you got okay. you got an enemy. Know. You want me to tell him to piss off? I'll do it. You he me, really will. You want me to holler at your Trump loving uncle? I'll do that. He will. Yeah, yeah just find me on Cameo. Um, oh, I got a word of mouth this week. Um, been really getting into jazz lately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, am I annoying you with the jazz around Loving my house? the jazz. You, you're digging the jazz. Loving the jazz. I feel fancy. I want to get a cigar. I love, obviously, I'm a big music fan, but this the two subgenres, or not sub, jazz, not necessarily a subgenre, but it's two genres I've been into lately. I like, I know a lot about country music. I know a lot about classic country. I know a lot about alternative country. I know a decent amount about classic rock. I know a decent amount about metal and stuff like that. But it is fun as a music fan. It's fun to swim in unfamiliar waters. I mm. uh, before like a I've been two years ago. I didn't know jack shit about jazz, and six months ago I didn't know jack shit about jam bands. And now I'm educating myself on both those genres, and I'm nowhere near pretending to know what the hell I'm talking about. But as a g- general music fan, I am getting to the point where I'm starting to know what I like and dislike in those different genres. Um, but man, I'm really digging some jazz lately. And I could, I could rattle off a bunch of recommendations. Uh, but what one this week, um, that I've just been playing almost on loop. And I'm surprised you haven't been sick of it yet. No, but I, I think like that's, it. I think that's a, a testament to how good this album is. Um, but if you don't know much about jazz or, you know, you, you, you don't like what little you do know, like mm-hmm. you think it's all just, you know, weird horns and stuff, a good starting point and, and and jazz purist would say this is probably not even like a traditional jazz album. This is a little more. I mean, it's jazz based, but probably a little more in the soul and funk department. But uh, 1967, Lou Donaldson, an album called Mister Shingling. <laughs> I love the name, Mister Shingling. S H I N G hyphen A hyphen L I N G. The artist, the guy's name is Lou Donaldson, mm-hmm. and uh, has some great uh, backing musicians. But um, this album, Mister Shingling. It's so infectious and so good. That's the one I've been playing for like two weeks solid. Um, there's two songs in particular I love. There's one called Ode to Billy Joe, and it's basically the, um, uh, I forgot who sang that. Uh, Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Mm. Uh, was that uh, Dusty Springfield maybe or J.C. Oh Riley? Uh, anyway, uh, they sorry. do an instrumental of uh, Ode to Billy Joe. The, the album kicks off with that one. And then the third or fourth song is a uh, song just called Peepin'. And man, Ooh. both the, the whole album is great. That's the other thing I like about jazz records is a whole album might have four songs because some of the songs are like yeah. 12, 13 minutes long. Uh, this whole album has like five or six songs. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're a little curious about jazz or even if you're into jazz, you, you know a lot about jazz and haven't heard this record. It is so accessible, so infectious, a lot of organ, a uh, lot of cool little trumpet and organ. And a little guitar here and there, um, but just and it's all instrumental, as is most jazz. I, I don't think just it's a hard and fast rule that all jazz is instrumental, but most jazz is. Just a great album to just throw on around the house and just create a little atmosphere. And uh, I, I, that's the other thing I'm starting to love about jazz: it, the fact that it is mostly instrumental. It's I can throw it on and do other things. Like when I write, when I used to write comedy back when I was a comedian, uh, I I love instrumental stuff because if I'm listening to regular music, like lyrics and stuff, sometimes that can be distracting. Like Mm -hmm. I start listening to lyrics and then my mind starts to wander. Mm -hmm. But like with instrumental stuff, 
It's just, oh, man. But Well, and can I tell you? Uh-huh. I've noticed I love it a lot because I don't even, it's not even really there. I don't notice it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, like all of a sudden I'll hear a beat or a specific song that I recognize. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Hello. Uh-huh. Then it's just, the, yeah, you're right. It's great background. Yeah. Oh, and I think that's uh, Peepin' is a song that I played at the top of the episode. So Look at that. Maybe, maybe I'll play a little more at the end Ooh. of the episode. But yeah, that's my word of mouth. Uh, <laughs> word of mouth on a uh, 54-year-old album uh, <laughs> from 1967. <laughs> and my Instagram video. Mm. Woo! But yeah, check out Lou Donaldson, Mr. Shingling. Um, yeah, and then you know later we'll talk about Lee Morgan. And we'll talk about uh, some of these others that I'm really getting into. Uh, He's, uh, I love it. Lee Morgan, uh, the cooker. Oh boy, that's a good one. Lee Morgan, uh, the sidewinder. Oh boy, that's a good one. Ooh, uh, speaking of cooking, I'm starving. Yeah, but anyway, that's okay. that's my word of mouth. Uh, Lou Donaldson, uh, Mister Shingling. Uh, I think you're gonna dig it. So good do stuff. it, guys. Give it a listen, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, one last time: five six two five four eight two zero one two. Give us a call twenty four seven. We are here for you. And um, yeah, if we haven't got to your calls yet, uh, rest assured we will get to them eventually. Thank but, you guys uh, so much for listening. Boo, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Boo. Hope you have a great week. You too. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, we'll, guys. We'll talk to you next week. And uh, it's, a, it's a new era. We're doing it. Yes. Oh, boy. All right. Love you, bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at the Stonebergs podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at the Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening.